really had to freaking do that, didn't we? <laughs> What's up, nerds and dorks? Welcome to PG Spoilers. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and alongside me, I got the God of War hating roundtable. Tricky Mick? Was that no, tricky? no, no. I love God of War. I've been waiting for this because I want to call out the other person you're about to introduce for all the BS nonsense that he says about 2018's Game of the Freaking Year. You've got a lot to explain, Donnie. Speaking, <laughs> I was going to Donnie next, dude, just because he said that. <laughs> Speaking of 2018, the man stuck in 2018 because he hates everything in 2019. It is Young Twist, Donnie. What's happening, people? And I gotta say, I got a problem with the guys of Olympus disorder. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling that over from Trophy Yours, <laughs> and then. Coming in at a solid five foot eleven, <laughs> two hundred and sixteen pound. He's a lean, mean. I hate God of War machine. It's the Sandosaurus Rex. Is Alec? Yeah the uh, the invitation to this the group that we've created in Messenger is Alex is God of, is wrong about God of War. So I can already tell how this is going to go. Well, I have a surprise for you tonight, Alec. Uh, I don't know how much you weigh or how tall you are. Yeah, because both, both of those numbers were off. You were closer to the height. Can, uh, can but, I just say that I, I I have not listened to all the recent uh, PG spoilers, <clears throat> but I was very, very happy to listen because I was uh, I was upset that you didn't invite me on to this one, but I was listening to the PG spoilers for Happy, and it literally started off with one of the co-hosts going, that first battle was fucking phenomenal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's my major point of contention with Alex. Alex, I don't want to speak for him, but Alex was not impressed with that fight at all. Well, let's do this. I don't want anyone um, to jump the gun. We're not going to put the cart before the horse, as they say. Uh, so I want to go ahead and put a few things out there. A, this is not going to be a gang up on Alex session. All right? Says who? Says who? Give... <laughs> I'm going to give everyone the floor, and I want everyone to talk about, you know what I'm saying, their overall opinions of God of War before we dive too deep. Um, and if you got any gripes and complaints, you know what I'm saying, we'll have a little safe space for that at the end. But I want to talk about, you know, our overall opinions, you know, of the game, you know, as a, as a two-minute review sesh. And then we'll go into some of the details, some of the meat and potatoes, as they say. Um, of the game, and then at the end, you know, what I'm saying we'll kind of like land the plane by talking about maybe some of the things that we didn't necessarily like and are looking forward to in the next game. Which, and the reason why I'm structuring like that because I know for at least three of us, there's not going to be a ton of complaints that we have. But the point of this PG spoilers part two is to give the floor to somebody who wasn't over the moon about the game, and that is okay. Not every game is a 10 out of 10 IGN. But most games are great. Hashtag you, change my mind. You call it uh, PG Spoilers God of War Part 2. I call it PG Spoilers God of War The True Redux. <laughs> the, the HD true, version. The True Remastered Edition. <laughs> Alright, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with... Um, Tricky Mick, I want you to tell us what you think about 2018 God of War. I, I, 
firmly believe that it should have won God uh, Game of the Year. Uh, it, it's a fantastic game. The visuals are so spectacular. The storytelling was on par. Like it, I, I've said this on Trophy Horrors, and you know we'll get into this a little bit more, I guess. Uh, but there, there were creative changes to fit into a video game. Uh, apart from what is actually the mythologies, and it, it's, I I I know that's going to be one of the complaints that's made by Alex, but the the game is absolutely phenomenal. I one of Alex's complaints, which again I'm not trying to speak for you, Alex, but one of his complaints was that I thought they, this was what you thought about the game and not what I thought about the game. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I'm. I, because me and you, like, one of the things you put down was the combat. And, yes, when I started playing the game, I did feel like having the axe over the Blades of Chaos was a major change, and I wasn't really happy with it right away. But as you start playing with the axe and the, the way the axe interacts with things and everything, like, it really made me feel like it fit perfectly. And I... Like, I know this is North mythology, and we, you know, you got into the Thor and Odin. The way Kratos brings the axe back to him made me feel like Thor in the fact of, you know, I'm pulling the hammer back to me. Like, it, it just, it everything just fit in perfectly. And I think that Corey Barlog, who arguably has made the two best God of War games, period, I think... He did a fantastic job, and this game is phenomenal and definitely deserved a 10 out of 10. Well, he served as director, but let's not sit here and act like he was the only person who produced this game. Well, okay, yeah. Well, actually, well, I mean, if you watch the uh, two-hour documentary on PlayStation's YouTube channel called Raising Kratos, I mean... Which is phenomenal, by the way. He did it all. It's, it's actually a fact. <laughs> no, I'm but kidding, I'm kidding. Th- this game is phenomenal on length. It is... Uh, it's in contention my favorite game of all time. It just it just doesn't have enough to beat The Last of Us. Alright, so that's tricky. What about you, Donnie? And I'm gonna uh agree with Tricky to a certain extent. I don't think it's a ten out of ten. I give it a nine. And pretty much what Tricky said though, but I would like to add that out of all the characters, video game protagonists that we have, well, yeah, sure, yeah, I say it, that we have played and seen throughout the the years of our gaming, Kratos has the most and probably awesome development as a character. Coming, going, coming from what we know from God of War One, that version of Kratos, all the way up into God of War Three, that version of Kratos, and now this version of Kratos, he had the best character development I have ever seen in a video game protagonist. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Alex, you have the floor. So I think part of the problem for me is that I come from playing the game much later than a lot of people, and I see IGN giving 10 out of 10s, and I hear Tricky talking about how it's on par with certain other games and certain aspects. And, you know, if someone just brought the game to me and said, hey, this is a really good game, I would say, yes, I agree. 
but when you posit it to me as the one of the best games of all time, <coughs> like there are just some things in it that I didn't like that prevented for from me from being considered a 10 out of 10 or even a 9.0. Like, there are many other games, well, not many, but there are other games like Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS4 um, that I just enjoyed more than this game. So maybe having kind of like a, um, oh, kind of being able to hold it up against other people's comments as I went through my own experience, maybe that kind of made it um, to where I'm like, maybe it kind of, I don't want to say shaded my experience, but, like, I, I was kind of expecting one thing. It's like, okay, well, this is what other people thought about it. And then, like, it was not presented to me as just a great game, but just kind of like an over-the-moon game. And because I don't agree with that necessarily, it's like my view on The Fifth Element. I tell people all the time that I don't think The Fifth Element is as good as everyone says it is. But then you've got those people who say it's amazing. I don't agree. It doesn't mean that it's, like, a bad game. It doesn't mean that I don't think that God of War is a really good game. It just means that I don't agree that it's as hyped as everyone else says it is. And I think that that's kind of, like, one of the issues that Tricky struggles with most when he, you know, when his opinion and my opinion kind of clash on it. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm not even saying it's a mediocre game. I'm saying it's a really good game. There's just certain large aspects within it that I can't get down with. You know, you're going to get a big bada-boom for saying something like that. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, you talked about how, how Kratos' character development... Uh, you know, as since even three to this point has has been like one of the most stark we've ever seen in video games. I would argue that Joel from The Last of Us, we saw more character development from him in one game than we've seen from Kratos in all of this time. What? Whoa! No, no, yeah. no. And I say that due to the aspect of we already know what a person of that uh, in that situation is going to most likely turn out to be. He's gonna turn out to be the Rick, just like every character or every every movie you've seen in in that type of scenario of The Last of Us, turn out to be a Rick from a Rick. The Walking Dead. <laughs> so I'm glad you clarified that for anybody. Yeah, for, yeah, for anybody who don't know, yeah, for turn Rick from Walking Dead, they all turn out to be that character, and that's including I mostly anybody you would see in the real world. You would turn out to be a Rick if the situation of, of that scenario happened. Just there, like, are, there are plenty of people who are far more dangerous than monsters in these scenarios where it's like a post-apocalyptic. A lot of times there are people that do not turn out like Rick and are in fact quite awful. No, I'm, but I'm just saying though, that scenario of that world, they all turn out to be the same character. They're all the protagonists in any movie that I have ever seen where there's a zombie apocalypse... They all turn out to be that same type of version or, or s- s- some kind of version of a Rick. They all turn out to be some type of version <laughs> of a Joel. They all. It's not one. Well, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately for us, there's no Ricks or Joels in God of War. So let's get this train back on track and let's continue to talk about okay, Is he going out for anybody else? Or is it just yeah, I was going, yeah, I didn't hear nothing. I just heard a fortunately and then fortunately you cut out. <laughs> I said a bunch of really awful, awful. I said really bunch of awful, awful things about all you guys' family members. So it's probably best that you hear me. Uh, Now, what I was going to (laughs) say, what I'm saying is this: there's no Ricks, there's no Daryls, and God of War. Yeah, he keep freezing up and like cutting out. (laughs) What about now? Can you hear me? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
happening? You are you are freezing up every time you go to talk. You freeze up, but when you just like right now, you're perfectly fine. But you go to talk know. and you completely freeze up. You got a mic disorder. You got a mic disorder, man. I do got a mic disorder, but you can. Am I still moving? I mean, is it? No. Well, you're not now moving. you are. I think right, when you I'm, try to talk too fast. All right, now I turn my video off. Let's see if that helps. I, let me turn my video off too. That's happening a lot right, right now. I get it. Tricky, I wish you would have turned off your video many, many episodes ago. <laughs> All right, get ahead, Daryl. Can you guys hear me now? Everything's good. We can hear you uh, fine now. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much internet you pay for. It doesn't matter how good they say it is. Internet these days just freaking blows. Um. So let's get back to the God of War stuff. All right. So, like, I know I'll go ahead and give my piece. I did do a God of War spoilers already. Um, and so I think graphically it's a beautiful game. I think gameplay wise, it's incredibly fun. Uh, it's slower than the original God of Wars, which I've played all of and I've beaten most of them. I haven't beaten every God of War. As a matter of fact, I'm playing one of them right now just for fun. Um, but like God of War is a, you know, really intense action game, lots of button mashing, you know, some decent combos and just some it's all about being over the top. It's about being a spectacle. It's about, you know what I'm saying, blood and guts and killing. And it's, it's, they're great, fun games. And, and I've listened to all of the arguments. And I agree with both sides a lot. So I kind of just want to put my piece out there that I think it's a great game. It was my 2018 game of the year. Um, I think it's up there in as far as caliber of game. With things like The Last of Us, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I think that it's just all of those games are the Sony's Mount Rushmore right now. And they are just, you know, the PS4 has, there's so many good games, you know, like when you start saying, well, I don't think it's as good as one or the other. Well, they, you know what? That's fine because it's, that still means it's one of the good. Uh, so I think it's a great game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I have not platinum the game. Um, basically, why are you what talking what, right now? Then, no, because, <laughs> so, because for, I, so for the record, me, Alex, and Donnie have all gotten the platinum, and you have not. I have not got the platinum. That's why I'm the best mediator for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly how that qualifies you, but okay. Well, here's what I did: I bought the game, right? And all those jabronis that I podcasted with did not buy the game because, oh, yucky! It's got war. He yells a lot, and so um, what I I bought the game. And then immediately lended it out. Like I said, like, all right, guys, I beat this. This is fantastic. We got to talk about it. And so I've let probably four or five people borrow my copy of God of War and play it. And every single person came back and raved that it was amazing. Um, so, you know, it's, I think it's great. Uh, I think that there are, um, like any game, there are some gripes to be had. You know, nothing's perfect. Um, minus Resident Evil 2, the original. But, you know, other than that, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Um, so what I want to do now that we all kind of put out there how we feel about it in general terms, um, let's talk about the boss battle. Well, before we get into the boss battle, I, I want to ask a question because I legitimately may have missed this uh, this answer. The game opens up, and the first thing you see is uh, Kratos chopping down a tree. Correct. We later find out that that tree was part of a spell that the mom put in to shield them from the world. Like, nobody was to know them, Kratos and Atreus was there. Correct. Odin and none of them none of them could see it. 
Right. So my question is, why did Kratos chop down that tree to bring to the fire when he could have chopped down thousands of other trees? Well, from what I understand, he said that that he she wanted him to take her ashes to the top of the mountain. That's the crux of the of the of the game. Basically, you have to take her ashes to this specific spot and cast them over. Why he chose that tree, I don't believe was was said other than the ones with the gold handprint were the ones that she enchanted. Right. And may, and maybe it was the situation where they couldn't they couldn't leave. If or maybe but was Maybe that, that ever was whole... said though? I mean, like I, I don't I, know. I mean that that to me. I mean, there there are other story flaws, but to me that was a major flaw. <laughs> now understand that if he never chopped down that tree, there was no reason for the game. Yes, and that's so, every movie, every game, everything is like. Well, if you just didn't do the one thing, none of this would ever happen. Right. Why it's would, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. If if Indy never took the thing, like. It ne- ne- never happened. Well, why wouldn't do it be a reason thing. for the game if you never chopped down the tree? Because, because by, then by Odin saying, and um, Odin and party, Odin and company wouldn't have known that he was there, and they wouldn't have been after him and Atreus. He could have essentially just burnt her and then took her up to the mountain some other time without chopping the tree. Or you could have just not chop the tree down and would have kept Atreus in their house covered. You know what I'm saying, and then just he could have gone on that vi- adventure by himself. Well, but in I in reality, at, the okay. I'm sorry, Don. Yeah, uh, uh, I was gonna say, but I look at that as one of the uh, underlying read between the line things in entertainment that sometimes you have to do, and, and look at it more towards as what you said earlier. The spell probably prevented them from leaving that area as well. And that's yeah, that's my thought. Well, so, I mean, th- that's what I figured too. But like I said, that was never really defined. Well, hey, well, if you if you look at it, if you look at the map, if you bring the map up, they got the same spell around. Um, right, and then there's Boulder, that little opening. Yeah, Bo- Boulder's um, moms. They got the same spell thing around hers, but it's much smaller. Also, uh, if you look at Kratos's area is much much wider therefore it seems like it's big enough for them to actually get their food you know hunt the deer and all that stuff so they didn't never have to venture further than where the spell is the, the borders of the spell so I'm thinking if you read between the lines yeah he had to cut that tree down in order to make a a space in the spell to leave well, I mean, in, in reality, Boulder, who is the stranger, we find out, he he wasn't actually looking for Kratos and Atreus. He was actually looking for the mom. Exactly. In- so, but but the thing is, is, and this is what, like, this is my problem with that part of the story, is he chops down the tree, which removes a part of the spell, which now Kratos and Atreus can be seen. Boulder comes there looking for the mom who's already passed. And the only reason Kratos has an issue with him is because Boulder is looking for the mom and, you know, Kratos is, is being a dick to him. But I think Boulder knows a little bit more than what he knows because... He knows what the mom. Well, they like this. They want to say that he didn't know 
who he was looking for. Like he knew who he was looking for, but, but didn't know what she looked like. But well, no, well you think about it because even the spell when the spell uh, lifted, when Boulder showed up and knocked on the door, and Kratos answered during that whole fight, Boulder actually says, "Why are there two beds in there?" So Boulder didn't even know Atreus was there. But yeah, but you say that he went looking for. Uh, Kratos' wife, but obviously he and Odin and Thor knew about Kratos. They were aware of who he was. They may not have known about Atreus, but they knew that Kratos was there. Because he said, you are, I thought you'd be much better than what you are. Go watch your show somewhere, okay? He knew who Kratos was, or at least the the stories of who Kratos was. But my my point is, the spell was designed to hide the mother Kratos and Atreus from the rest of the world. Even after the spell lifted, Balder didn't know about Atreus. So at the so my thinking is that Balder only came to that location because it was a place he hasn't been able to search before. Knocks on the door, sees Kratos, knows who Kratos is because of the lore, but still doesn't know about the thing. So the spell was only to hide that area from the rest of the world. Not that they were actually trying to hide the characters, that they were trying to hide that piece of land from the rest of the world. Yeah, I think I agree with you because I do remember him saying, I thought you'd be bigger or something. And I feel like the only person he didn't know about was the son. So maybe it was a situation to where the the whole journey was about Atreus finding out who he was because obviously that's why she chose that spot. So maybe it was a situation to where it was Atreus never left that small area. That Atreus was was the one that was under that covering, and then Kratos kind of roamed freely, and Balder and them knew, had heard rumor of him, but hadn't actually come in contact with him yet. And so, um, that could be it, but Atreus either way, regardless, my out hunting often, but yeah, but Atreus went out hunting underneath well, what we need to talk that about land though, that was covered, regardless, yeah, trying to regardless, all the all the stuff like that. That doesn't matter. What we need to talk about is the stranger fight because <laughs> shortly after, <laughs> shortly after you cut down the tree, you kickstart the plot of the entire game, and everything goes. Balder, which is called the stranger in the beginning of the game, shows up and basically picks a fight with Kratos. And in my opinion, and I know I'm best a, superhero battle in a, in a video game. It ever. was it was the best superhero battle in a game, and and it wasn't it wasn't a highly interactive, you know, super complex scene. It was it was a set piece, and like all set pieces. It had the parts for you, and it had the parts that you should watch. But, man, that was really, in my opinion, a testament of two extremely powerful figures in the game going at it. And I thought, as far as a spectacle goes, as far as watching it and just getting a grasp of how tough and how powerful these guys are, it really set the tone. And almost, and I actually, I actually feel like this, it set the bar a little too high, in my opinion, because from that fight to the end, there wasn't anything, it wasn't until the very end of the game that you actually 
got to do something of that nature again. When I played that stranger True. fight the first time, True. I was thinking, oh my gosh, if they're going to do this on the first fight in typical God of War fashion. What are the rest of the fights going to be like? Yeah, and you can only escalate. You can't, You once the genie's out, you can't put him in the bottle. And then they just made me wait. You know, like essentially, in my opinion, I know there's more boss fights, but in my opinion, there's the stranger fight in the beginning, and there's the balder fight at the end, and those are only the real, true God of War boss fights. True. I, and I, I got okay. my... Oh, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Say what you're going to say, Donnie, because I was actually going to lead to Alex's. Alex is the uh, the person that did not like that fight. I I just got issues with the actual Boulder character and his uh, ability to not feel pain. And, and that's cool. And that's cool. What I don't like about the whole situation is, is, is that Boulder shouldn't have really been the last battle because he should have been killed right then and there i i get that you don't feel pain but you not feeling pain is not going to keep you from not dying if you know well, that that's that's the spell that his mom put on him hey what's going on down pain, there not to not die he's well no but he was going to die henceforth she put him under the spell and gave him the powers. Well, not, I'm not gonna say gave him powers, but gave him the ability not to feel pain and not to die because she hey, didn't want him to die. That was the whole reason doing? why she put that spell on Boulder. I don't recall it being not to die. I thought it was just not to feel pain. No, no, he was going to die. Henceforth, she um, betrayed Odin and put the spell on Boulder. That that's the reason why he is the way he was. Okay, well, disregard what I just said and was about to say. Because I could, I could have sworn it was him not to just feel pain. But I'm going to say, because even if I don't feel pain at all, if I get shot in the heart, I'm still going to die. That I just can't feel myself getting shot in the heart. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel well, it, but I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong about this, so please correct me if I am wrong. I believe the spell she actually put on him was... To not be able to die. Yeah, I but, thought he was invulnerable, it, and the fact that he couldn't feel pain was just a side, was just, uh, unfortunate yeah. side effect, it, it which caused him to him. be so depressed and torment him. Yep. But, but to think about the whole invulnerable thing, that don't really apply to other guys. If you follow the shoot, you don't even got to follow the re, uh, the video game mythology of God of War. If you if you know about the actual mythology of the gods. Gods can injure other gods. They can kill other gods. Like they they are not as immortal as they would like to believe people believe they are. Gods well, Donnie, can die. duh, we've played all the other God of War games. No, but we I, know but, exactly how that works. But, but you've I'm killed every other like, god. So <laughs> invulnerable and Kratos should have been able to kill him with that net snap. All right, so I, I, I can't wait any longer. Alex, tell us about what you think about the fight. So I, my main problem is that it's it's a fun fight. It's really impressive. It's got some really impressive spots. Sorry to use some wrestling terminology on there. It's impressive in many ways and, and in certain areas. Uh, it's an impressive show of power by both these people. And I want to say that I think Balder was the perfect boss for this game because it seems like they're setting up a three-story arc. And I also like how they shine light on it. You know, going to Odin or going to Thor is easy, 
but bringing someone to light like Boulder and shining the spotlight on him is, I think, a much smarter thing to bring out more of the mythology. Um, but to me, the fight goes on too long, and I'm, I'm a God of War connoisseur, like it seems like, like all of us are. I just think there are so many better boss fights in the series, and I think if you're going to put this fight on a pedestal and say it's the best super fire hero fight in a video game ever, and I can look at things like even Kratos versus Zeus, I'm like, it's not really, like, if you're going to compare it to other things, like, you should just say it's a really good and fun fight, but to go that high, I really can, just can't agree with it. I don't hate the fight, I just, I can't get up there with the lofty um, praise that everyone puts on it. I agree with so, you, Alex. I say God of War 3, Zeus and Kratos was much better. And, and the whole my, one of my two big problems with this entire game is Baldur. I enjoy, I like that they picked Baldur, but the, everything about Baldur seems to be poor execution. His first initial fight as the stranger is the best part about him in the game. The whole quick time event on the dragon, I was excited when I saw like pics of you fighting Baldur on a dragon, and then they turn into a quick time event where the actual inputs are sluggish and half the time don't even register. That was really poor execution. And the final boss fight, you know, I watched list, um, you know, on YouTube a guy Democracy. He does a lot of. Uh, um, Bloodborne, Soul Series, Countdowns, the best bosses. He also did the God of War series. He put this as his best God of War boss fight ever, and I can't agree because it's, one, too easy. I mean, the whole thing with Freya, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but it, my big problem with Baldur, you know, Freya and Tharmar, like, it's a really cool set piece in having the, the world serpent coming in hot and helping Kratos and Atreus. That was really cool. But the but to break down the fight between Kratos and Baldur, I think it's just another disappointment. It's too easy. It's too simple. The fight just itself between the two. So I think Baldur was great setup. It was just lackluster execution throughout most of the game with Baldur. And that's one of my two big problems with the game. And the fact that I think the fight against the dragon and then Magni and Modi and even the Valkyries is better than the final boss fight, I think that's a problem. Well, Valid I would points, say... my friend. I would say I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think at this po at that point it's kind of, kind of comes down to taste because the first boss fight is not meant to be difficult. It's not even really meant to be a traditional uh, God of War boss fight. I mean, it's literally the opening of the game. It's not like you did a ton of... It's not like you're at the end of level 1-1 one, one and it's like, oh, here's your prize, like God of War boss fight. It, it was a set piece. And... It was different, you know, especially for a God of War fan. Like, uh, like obviously all of us are. I, for me, I just was like, man, this just, it was intense. And it, they, it was, there was depth to it. It was like, oh man, they're going to put each other through rocks. They're going to put each other through the ground. They're sitting there, they're Superman and Zod punching each other distance. And they're doing what superheroes do versus the traditional I'm Kratos. I'm going to slash you a few times. We're going to get a quick time event in. I'm going to remove one of your arms or your limbs, stab you in your eyeball, and then eventually get to the point where I rip it out and kill you completely. You know, And I think that that was its purpose. It was like, this is A, going to set the tone for the, for the protagonist. B, be a fantastic set piece. And we're going to do something a little different, which is the, kind of the game's MO. You know, you, you went from you know, set of fixed cameras with God of War that showed an aerial view of Kratos to a third-person, single-cut, you know, uh, slower-paced action game that really didn't open up and get very fast-paced until you, spoilers, get the Blades of Chaos. Which, you know, it was funny listening to you guys on Trivia Horse talk week to week. 
And you could tell <laughs> when you could tell when Alex got the Blades of Chaos because he went from I'm not really digging it. The action's not. Oh the same. my god, it's the game's good. <laughs> and then he goes to yeah, it's it's kind of changed. It's opened up a bit. I'm kind of liking it. I'm digging it now. Or digging it more. And it was like one of those things. I was like, yeah, he got the blades, and and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I still think that the blades are uniquely one of the best. Like it to even to even after I enjoyed the axe. I enjoyed yeah, the axe I, a lot, but my, I think my, the blades are still the best God of War weapon. I'll be there in a second. I agree with you, but I also wish in this game they would have left the blades behind. No, you know it would head to the storytelling of what they did. Yeah, no, no, no. They not not told the story the way they did. See, I see. Okay, but here's my thing: they did the storyline to get the blades back into play. But what I'm saying is, I wish they hadn't done that because. If you are going to move on to Kratos wielding this axe in memory of his wife, then you need to leave the blades behind. The blades, I think, should have been in the second or third game in the reboot, not the first game. Let us get adjusted back to the axe, and then the the blades come back, and you then have that nostalgia factor. The no, fact you, that we see, you, you don't know how to storytell, Tricky. You don't know how to storytell. That is. But see, I, <laughs> go ahead, Alex. I think that the combat became so much more fun after you went back to the Blades of Chaos. Yes, the Leviathan Axe has its place. Being able to throw it and call it back is an awesome feeling, especially like hearing and feeling that thud when it comes back to Kratos and using it for puzzle solving. It's great. It's just not as fun in combat as the Blades of Chaos. And I think they actually mix the two well together to where you can switch between two, and you actually need to switch between two to use runic enhancements against, like, the Valkyries and some of the tougher enemies. But the Blades of Chaos will always be the better weapon. And that's when the combat became a lot more fun for me, okay, is when I, I had the option to use the Blades of Chaos. Okay, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying the Blades aren't a better weapon. What I'm saying is, if you're going to introduce the axe, and yeah. Kratos is using the axe in memory of his wife, then you need to forget about the blades for a while and then bring the blades back as a nostalgia factor but, but the next game or the game after that. players that choice, give, allow them to use whatever playstyle they have. If it's you know, more quick with the blades or if it's more methodical with the axe, shouldn't you leave that up to the player? Because the player can choose not to use the blades. They can just use the axe. Well, not really because certain enemies won't even... You can't even inflict damage to certain enemies with the axe. Oh, but yeah, well, well that was that was done like because the the, the, the blade for puzzle solving. But yeah. you can fight any enemy with any weapon. No, you no, can't. no, no. There, there, you there were certain enemies you could not attack with the axe. But again, that's all uh, part. Oh, no, but you, you would have to use your fist. You would have to bare knuckle them. Well, no, no. What, okay, okay. If you want to use that, you're, aspect, you're right about yeah, that. But what but... what I'm saying is the the fact that they they the 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 variation that you could not attack these enemies with the axe was done because the blade no, was uh, play. What I, but my you let the argument, dogs out, please? I'm, I'm not really going to die on a hill for this argument, but my argument is is that you have You're to... You, I, I wish they would have left the, ca- the blades out for this game and brought it back in the second or third game only because of the fact that you're getting people used to the axe... Let the axe be the symbol and the weapon that gets you through this story 
And then as you fight Thor in the next game, or you fight Odin in the next game, and you, you have to resort back to what you need because now you're dealing with a more powerful god. That's all I'm saying. I, I like the fact that the blades were in this game, but I do wish, kind of wish they would have left it out for just this one game. All right, well, what I got to say, I don't think the story would have had the same impact if they did not have these blades in the uh, game. I don't, I, what you're asking for, what you're saying, Trick, you said leave them out. Going off the storytelling of the game, they did leave it out. They left it out for how old is Trey is? He, what, 10, 12 in this game? They I don't left, think they, they ever really defined that. Well, yeah, I, I get your point. But they they left he left the blaze of chaos for ten to twelve years alone. He brought he did again. This is the more realistic portion of I guess if you want to say if this was real life, if this was you, you wouldn't have left them blaze behind. You would have burned them blaze with you and did what he did. Put them up for you never know what could happen. And well, that's what, that's what, what he did could, do. Yeah, and I was just about to say, what could happen, happened in this game, and he needed them blades. He said, you know what, I know it. I got what it takes uh, to do what I have to do. And he, did, and he didn't He didn't want to do it because he wanted to leave that past behind because this game still does not tell, the. to me, it, it did not give me the most important element that I wanted to know in this game. Um, yeah, and that's how game. is he still alive? Yeah, how the heck is he still alive? At the end, the post credits of God of War Three, either he crawled himself off the side of the cliff, or somebody dragged him off the side of the cliff. Well, so, the fact that he stabbed himself and killed himself. How did he? How is he still alive? But and and that's another thing we dealing with. This is this is what I think Kratos. I, and again, this is part. This is far-reaching in the theory department, but Kratos put, put on of, your conspiracy hats. <laughs> one of Kratos' abilities, or I guess you could say, I, I don't even know what you could call. It. I don't want to call it an ability, but he's a demigod. So demigods have some sort of power, supernatural something element to them. His is probably the most strongest of them all if you want to go go there and yeah, also his, his ability to not kill him to oh, not die unless he wants to die that's fine just don't be able to because nobody because nobody can the guy the guy had before that's god fine, of war don't, don't even bother no god of war <laughs> I, i'm calling the god of war for that's what it is but god of war the ps4 version before that came out it was what six games and the guy died in every single game but he came back to life due to his own will so maybe so that's the okay, superpower so, he's a, he's a green lantern so so <laughs> yeah so he, i'm thinking i'm thinking kratos is i ain't saying he can't die because he died in every game but i'm saying he can't he won't stay dead because well, I'm assuming it, only he has the ability to kill himself. Nobody else. Well, the the part of the story that I I want to know is one: How is he still alive? Because he stabbed himself at the end of God of War three. Mm -hmm. But from that, how does he go from being dead to having a wife to having a teenage son 
all in one fell swoop, and we never got any part of that story. I mean, like, Kratos climbed out of hell twice. Like, it seems like, oh, it's Tuesday, I'm just going to come back to life. You know, whatever. Uh, Tricky, I do want to go back to the Blades of Chaos, because I will tell you why they are needed in this game. Okay. First of all, they're the bridge from the old world to the new. This entire game is about Kratos telling Atreus about his past and who he is. And before he can do that, he has to embrace what he's done and accept what he's done. The Blades of Chaos are that symbol of him embracing his past. And, you know, we see him shooing away Athena. Athena ends up, like, her visage ends up on the boat when he's going back to the house to get the Blades of Chaos, which is a really full, cool fucking scene, by the way. Yeah, she oh, also yeah. shows up in the door of his house, and he kind of tries to shoo her away. Uh, he also, they find the pot, the Grecian urn, with a picture of him fighting Zeus on it, and he throws it on the ground to hide it from Atreus, and it breaks, and he doesn't want Atreus to see it. The Blades of Chaos are him accepting his past and what he's done, which is what he has been told to do by so many people. He needs to tell Atreus about it. He needs to be open with the sun. That is a very key part of his character compression, or uh, character... Development, um, like I said. <laughs> yes, is the Blades of Chaos, him accepting his past, and then telling being uh, owning it enough and uh, accepting it enough to tell his son about it. Okay, I get that. But, now let me just ask you a question in response to what you just said. Does Kratos have to physically put the blades on to be able to tell Atreus all that? And the yes. answer is no. He yes. doesn't. I think, yes. I think the imagery tricky. is needed. Yes. yes. He has to, Tricky, because in, in order for him to accept what Alice just said, in order for him to accept that, he you, needs... When you say he, you mean an Atreus. Kratos. Uh, okay. In order for him to accept and move on, he had to accept that this is who he is. He he's a, he's, a, he's a changed man, no doubt. He I mean, He's a most definitely 100% changed man from what he is, but at the same time, you are who you are. You can change and keep some of your aspects of who you are but you just and, but and do them differently. That's that's called maturity. So all right, well let's get Daryl in on this because I mean Daryl said that he agreed, but also uh, we've been talking a lot, and you know obviously Daryl gets to, to pipe in too on the Blades of Chaos. <laughs> no, he talked already. He talked enough in the first one. Look, no. look, I think I think that um, that scene it, it really rivals for my that one, and there's one more rival for my favorite scenes of the game because. That scene where he was like, "I got to do this. I have to become the thing that I hate the most. I have to become. I have to reconcile with myself." You know, because if you think about the the, the 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 blades of chaos represent the family he lost to begin with. You know, the blades of chaos represent the rage that he's carried, and then all those battles there there that came after that. So the the blades of chaos are actually a burden to him, but. You know, that scene where he's on the boat and Athena is talking to him and taunting him and it gets all kind of psychedelic and a little horrorish. Like, that scene had my skin. I had, like, goosebumps. I was like, this is amazing. And then, like like Alex said, when she shows up in the doorway, that, that whole section of the game was so... That was good storytelling. That was good imagery. That was fan. Fantastic. And yeah, I, I can agree with Tricky. Sure, you could have drawn this thing out and you could have told the story differently and you could have used attaining the Blades of Chaos in a trilogy 
You know what I'm saying? And you, you could have made that work, but I don't know that it would have been near as powerful, um, you know, as it, what we got. So arguing, arguing what ifs doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't help or take away from what we did get. And what we did get was top-notch, top-quality storytelling, and it brought back a familiar gameplay style that we all really enjoy. Well, and, like, when you're on the boat, like, all of a sudden the, the camera pans over Kratos' uh, shoulders and head, and all of a sudden, once it gets the other side of his head, there's Athena in the boat. That's a really cool scene because I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, oh, oh me either. Oh, shit, we're going here. And, that, and, and that, that was so good because they found a way to pull one of the old gods into the game without necessarily saying, oh, this god's now in this mythology, you know? It was, it was just so good. Well, All right, so what so did say? I, 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 go ahead. Well, uh, we, I was just gonna ask a question. Did anybody notice the blades during the stranger fight or after the stranger fight? No, I didn't. I, I had did no they, idea. Did they show them? Because that'd be a pretty big. I mean, well, like, I guess that would be hard to notice, but that would also be a huge spoiler and kind of ruin that moment later. Well, if, if you remember the the scene after the stranger or during the stranger fight, Kratos tells Atreus to get in the hatch after the stranger fight. Uh, you know, Kratos goes to retrieve Atreus out of the hatch, and if you look closely, you can see the handles of the blades. Yeah, I want to say Corey Barlog said that that was like a spoiler, like an Easter egg they put in that no one that no one noticed until well, yeah, I mean, like, he yeah, actually no one was noticed. the one that that said yeah. that, that was there. But he also, but he also said, and I'm not gonna you know reveal because you know it's it's. I mean, I I know this is a spoiler show, but I'm not gonna spoil the spoiler show. Uh, but <laughs> Corey Barlog also said. That when it comes to uh, Atreus, a major clue of you know the end reveal was right there at the house, and nobody yeah. caught it. Yep, it's okay. crazy, man. And it, I want to I want to um, take that while we're talking about that particular scene with Athena, and I want to bounce over to a scene that happened earlier in the game when he was he goes in that portal with the, when they're fighting the elves and stuff. Okay, and he 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 goes. He says he was only away for a minute, but he's basically chasing his wife's voice. And yet Atreus is like losing his mind and freaking out because he feels like um, uh, Kratos abandoned him, you know. And he you hear him screaming, and you hear him saying all these things throughout the vision, and like he's seeing all these scenes of like you know interactions between Atreus and his mom and all this stuff. And then Atreus, I mean, then then Kratos comes back through that portal, and then Atreus freaks out, screams, "Why'd you leave me? Why'd you blah blah blah?" and does the stuff. And then you look, and there's a giant pile of dead elves. Atreus like, just fucking murdered. Just him. freaking murdered them. And I was just like, man, I was. That was again, like it put me. It took me on an emotional ride for, with Kratos. You know, like he's chasing his wife. Or the sound of his wife. He's learning about his son. You're really peeling the onion the layers away because it, this is where he like, starts to realize I've got to find a way to reach him, to talk to him. You know? And then i got to find a way to be a freaking dad. And then he comes back and his son's losing his mind. He's like, you left me for however long. And it was like hours or whatever days. And he's freaking killing no, that dude, that kid <laughs> was just a freaking machine, and the pile of bodies was just like, 
I sat back and I was like, man, that was so freaking cool. Like that was so that that rivals the Athena scene. I don't know. Depending on the day, depending on how I'm feeling, that it depends on which one of those were my two favorite parts of the game. Because man, like, so, so like this kind of introduces my second big con with the game, or my my second big argument with the game, and I feel like they did a great job of bringing Kratos' past and his present together. Like, I was one of those people that said, well, it's going to be in, in Norse mythology now. That's stupid. He was in Greece mythology. Why did we Greek mythology? Why we need to move it? But I thought that they kind of made a bridge between those two worlds really well um, with the Athena scene and with the Blades of Chaos and, you know, dropping Zeus in there as well. And, you know, I, I love, like, Midgard and how beautifully realized that entire world was. Like, it, like Midgard was just so impressive. The Lake of Nine, everything. My... But I have a lot of um, issues with the relationship between Kratos and Atreus because I don't feel like that was as fully realized as it could have been. And I just, I told, I said this on Trophy Wars, I just don't care about Atreus. Um, there were some scenes, you know, like after certain, after certain fights, he'll give Kratos, or, uh, Kratos will give Atreus a pat on the back and says, like, you've come a long way. And there's a scene where uh, Kratos bends down, he gets on his knees, and he looks right in Atreus' eyes, he puts his hands on his shoulder, and he says... Uh, you know, fight with your heart, but let your brain control it. You know, saying, hey, don't go out of control like I have. That was a really nice scene, but I don't feel like the storytelling elements or the progression of their relationship, especially after seeing something so good in The Last of Us, I don't think that that was fully realized. And while there was great storytelling elements in the game, the relationship between Kratos and Atreus was not one of them. Well, well I, I, think, I, I think that um, if you if you look at this, the, the build-up, right, it, there was... So many little times, like the the scene with the deer, before Kratos ever warmed up to even making physical contact with his son, there were three or four instances where he started to and then turned away. Or when Kratos, when Atreus reached out for his approval, after some of the, just the random encounters that you have, Atreus is like, hey, how'd I do? And he'll say, you've improved, or he'll say, you were sloppy in this area, whatever. But one of the best scenes in there was when when Atreus said something about being sorry, and he stops and he goes, "Don't be sorry, be better," you know. And it's one of those things to where like that was such a cold and stern statement at first, but then it was like, "Oh wait a minute, no, 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 no." That was very warm and very thoughtful to make him a better warrior, you know what I'm saying? And and ultimately, it started this progression of comments between the two of them, you know, that seemed like by the end of it, you know, and I mean, like, who knows how long their actual journey was. For me, it was 30-something hours, you know? (laughs) But but I would say, you know, again, a a character you have to babysit is never going to be one of my favorites. Um, But with... You know the 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 jump between wait a minute I'm a god to I can do whatever I want I can kill this guy and then back down kind of ramp down real fast like he got himself in check. I would say if I had an issue with uh, Atreus as a character at all, it would be that he went from I just want my dad's approval to holy crap I'm a god I can do what I want to yes father I'll do what you ask. Those three arcs to me seemed a little rushed. No, I, I would agree with that definitely. Well, this this is where I slightly different disagree with Alice here about Atreus, because I don't care about Atreus either. Atreus either, or should I say Loki? 
<laughs> oh, spoilers! Spoiler on the spoilers! But no. Uh, well, let me say this about Atreus first. Atreus is the generic kid in every single thing you see with kids in it. No Are matter- we talking about when he went like totally bratty? Yeah, and that's what. A, oh my that, god, and I hate that. What a, and that's what Atreus is. Atreus is literally, literally. You get Alice. You get the same thing in Last of Us. Every time there's a kid, no matter it's a video game, a movie, a TV series, that's Atreus because that's what kids there's, do. Th- no, mm-hmm. there's no moment in in the Last of Us when you when uh, you're following Ellie and they turn that corner. And like they see the giraffes, there's no moment like that in God of War. Also, when they separate Ellie and Joel, and like Ellie has to fend for herself and like has to fight off that attacker, and she's so broken when Joel finds her, even after uh, overcoming and being so strong without him. Like, there's no moment like that in God of yeah. War, and I just feel like like going into the finale of The Last of Us was like I was so um, enamored with Naughty Dog's characters. And like both Joel and Ellie, that I was like, yes, that's a decision I would have made. I don't care about the rest of the world. I would have protected that one single person. See. And there was nothing like that in this game. Maybe I've been spoiled by Naughty Dog, but to be honest, when it comes to Sony and their storytelling, uh, especially when um, developing a story between two characters like a, uh, a father and a son or a father and a daughter, like I just kind of expect more than what they gave me in God of War. See, but w- what you just yeah. said, you just said the finale of Last of Us. Well, that's that's what you're going to get. You got the same thing. You got the same finale in God of War. You're not going to get the the bratty kid at the end because they would have learned a lesson at the at that time. You got well, it. My- you you didn't get it to the same degree in Last of Us, but it was in the Last of Us. And then as far as going on what Duro saying about uh well both of you about uh well no no this is still more so alex again uh, about kratos in his relationship with his son is again this that's that character development the guy murdered his family before this it was by accident but he still murdered them he loved them but he murdered them and now he got a new family. He, he used don't to cook know, them dinner, he don't, but he murdered them. But but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. He don't know. He don't know. He trying to. He took them to see Friday Night SmackDown, but he murdered them. <laughs> Look, he he. This is a new Kratos. This is a new maturity level on him. He don't know how to be that loving guy because he was not ever that loving guy. Did, didn't he protect protect Pandora? That was, he did, but that, didn't he wind, that, but didn't he wind up sacrificing her? That was the beginning. Yeah, sta- no, 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 no. See, but that, that's the beginning <laughs> stages of Kratos' changes. Y'all didn't even, but you, you didn't even see that in the third one. I guess I'm the only one who's seen that in the third one. That is the beginning stages of Kratos' change. He realized. No, no, no. no. He, I, I, I did see in three how he was starting to be a fatherly figure to Pandora, be, but that is immediately, and I mean immediately, erased. When he sacrificed her with no remorse. Well, yeah, because again, the guy is who he's still Kratos. He's not the Kratos that we know now. He still was the Kratos that we always known in three. But I, that's what I said. It's the beginning stages. When you doing, dude, you doing drugs. You trying to kick the habit. It may it may be two or three relapses. You, then you're gonna go back to the same k- 
character that we all know you as, that druggie. So, and that's exactly what happens in happening god of war 3 that is the beginning stages of us seeing w the character that we have now in god of war 4 but i get tired of people saying like acting like new kratos is just like such an emotional menagerie whereas the original kratos was just like a one-note pony he was anyone who says that doesn't recognize where his anger came from it came from sadness it came from an inability to cope with what had happened. Like, there were so many emotions. It wasn't just anger. There were a lot of things feeding into that, and while anger was predominant, like, there was depression. There was... Okay, take uh, There was just so much more that went into it, and he was more than just a one-dimensional character, and that feeds into... I mean, you can see little bits of that in every single game. Nope. Yes, he may have nope. yelled a lot. Nope, only in three. Nope. Oh, that's what I'm saying. What you're saying right now, why can't you see exactly what you're saying right now in this Kratos right here? That we because well, that's exactly hold, hold, hold what we have now. now. That is exactly what we have now. What you just said hold, is the Kratos we have now. Okay, but hold on, Donnie. I I gotta disagree with you on the fact of uh, you did see changes in every game because the 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 story the story behind God of War one is that he went to Ares to become the. Uh, this this all powerful warrior because he couldn't be what was it the barbarian king? Yep. Okay. And in that sacrifice, Ares made him sacrifice his mother, his wife and daughter, so Kratos would have un uh, nothing holding un, him back, no emotions holding right him back. to to serve Ares, and that and then he went to the gods. To ask them to remove that memory from the, his brain, and that's what the whole first game was about. And at the end of the game, you find out that the gods were never going to remove that memory from his brain. So then, so then Kratos, at the end of the game, sat on the throne as the new god of war. And then the second game, you had him, you know, doing everything. And then the gods said, "Oh, you're doing too much. We got to pull you back." And then the, in the third game, his only motivation was to kill Zeus for betraying him. So when you get to God of War 4, and the most powerful scene, or I'm not going to say the most powerful scene, but one of the most powerful scenes in, the, in 2018's God of War was also in the game reveal trailer in which they're going to hunt and then Atreus makes the mistake and you see, God, you see Kratos angry. But he doesn't oh yell and scream. Oh he turn. He turn. He tells his son, "Go find the deer." And when he, uh, when Atreus tries to take the bow from him, you can see the anger, but also the calmness. And when when Kratos goes, "Go, dude." You we you also just see repeated remorse. What I just said. Both of you just repeated but, what but, I just but, said. <laughs> but Donnie, we also see remorse in the first game for what Kratos has done. During the final boss fight against Ares, one of the phases is that you have to protect your family from the attacking Kratos's. How do you heal them? You embrace them. You hug okay. them. There is remorse there. There is love there. I know that Kratos seems like just an angry monster, but he's not. And you see that from the first game Okay, on. but yes. But the thing about it is, yes, Kratos is just an angry monster from 1, 2, and 3. He is. But the thing about it, even angry monsters have a soft side for their family and what y'all just said, it is it, repeating what I just said. 
but using different words. You literally just well, repeated I, the same well, thing I said. <laughs> then how did we repeat what you just said using different words? Oh you repeated it. So here's what we got. Daryl. Hey. So here's what we got, right? So I've listened, I just listened to all three of you guys, right? And and to an extent, everyone's saying the same thing. Uh, thank you. I think we can all, I think we can all <laughs> agree. I, I think we can all agree that Kratos is not the one trick pony that he was always labeled to be by games media and the vast majority of people who never finished the games. And I think therein lies the problem. A lot of people tinkered with God of War and was like, oh, angry, oh, kill the gods, whatever. But they never finished the game, so they didn't see all there was, and they didn't peel back the layer. And then you have a game that's basically selling itself on the fact that they have toned down the angry monster. But then you have guys like us who are like, wait a second. I mean, he always loved his family. That's why he's so pissed off in the first place. You know, like this whole thing. So... I think we can all agree that Kratos has not been the one-trick pony he's been labeled to be, and this game has expound upon it. But I do want to point one thing out, and then I want us to move on into some of the more the other boss fights and the other the the specials of the game. One thing about God of War is it's always been the you you fight a bunch of dumb, you know, what I'm saying enemies, whatever, and you build, build, build to the next set piece. You reset. You build, build, build to the next set piece. Right? In this game, the structure as I see it is not so much based on the the, the big boss fights. The set pieces were actually the character development spots. And I want to you know, go back to using the one where um, Kratos goes into that little portal. I forget what the portal was, but he's following his wife's voice. And then uh, Loki, huh, spoilers, um, was out killing all those elves and stuff. You know, it's 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 those scenes like that, that that to me, this game was really hanging on. And I know Alex, you said earlier that you didn't get the connection to Kratos, and I, I mean not Kratos, Atreus. And I feel like if if you didn't connect to him the way you did with Ellie, at that point there where he was uh, felt abandoned, and then you know, because you spend the first quarter of the game trying to get your dad's attention, then he abandons you, you freak out. You kill a bunch of enemies or whatever, and he comes back, and then from that point on, he's trying to, like, chill and teach you things. If you didn't connect there, then, you know, this one just wasn't going to hook you. Because for me, I hate... I don't even like Ellie as much as I liked Atreus, and that's not a knock on Ellie and not a plus on Atreus. I just... The secondary characters that you had to babysit are never my favorite. You tripping now. And, (laughs) I mean, I just... I'm not, like... I think I look at them both the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's... Ellie, it was important to The Last of Us because you needed Joel to... It was like he was the protector. He was the father, and he was you know constantly looking after her and then helping build her up to where she became her own. And ultimately, the ending decision in that game was to save her instead of the world. Right? And I thought that was a cool story, and I thought it did good things between them. And Alex pointed out the scene with the giraffe, how she had never seen anything like that. And that was like this all-realizing, beautiful moment... Right, and the, yeah, the palate cleanser. Right, but I, I feel like that the world serpent was that moment in the God of War. Now it wasn't a one-to-one comparison because the world serpent was the spectacle. It was wow. It was what you know. It was like man, you know, Trace had never seen something like that. But now that Kratos, it wasn't necessarily something that was beautiful and calming and a still like. 
this will take us away from the chaos for a moment. Palette cleanser, like Tricky said. But in the same respect, it was here's two characters on their adventure one father figure, one child figure. Then they see this larger than life animal come out of nowhere, and both are taken back for a moment. And I got to say, that world serpent, it is unfortunate we didn't fight it. I'm not mad that we didn't fight it, but I, I, immediately I was like, oh yeah, we're going on this one. But man, the audio, I don't know if you guys played the game with, with headphones, but oh my gosh, the audio design for that World Serpent was amazing. Like they told, they described it so much in just the audio from when it talked, man. It was so good. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest, I was a little disappointed that you didn't fight the World Serpent because here, like, here we are, like, raising this, these, like, almost, like, city up from the the bottom of the sea, and, like, there's the giant whirlpool, and then all of a sudden there's this big menacing-looking monster, and, I mean, can I really only be the person who was the only person who wasn't disappointed, that was disappointed not to be able to fight it, because, like, that's, almost seems like a perfect God of War boss fight, where you're, like, after fighting right, Kronos, right, like, absolutely. this is the next step well, up. Well, do you think it'll have the same outcome with the, uh, him fighting the World Serpent? I think they, I think it'll be the same. I think they did a good job telling story using the world serpent you know and like for me i was thinking oh yeah he's a bad guy but to be honest i'm a norse mythology noob like i didn't know his purpose in that universe i didn't know what he was i didn't know the easter eggs and the weird things about how loki turned into an animal and gave birth to the world serpent in the future and then thor knocked him into the in the past and all that stuff and that's why he recognized atreus and all that crap like there was a lot of stuff I didn't know until after the fact when I looked it up. But on a, on a, just a base level, this is God of War. These are my expectations. Yeah, I thought that was the next logical thing. It's like, oh, we just fought Balder. We just had this crazy Dragon Ball Z, Superman Zod style punch back and forth, you know? This big exchange. I'm like, well, then, yeah, of course we have to fight this giant snake. And when that didn't happen, yeah, I was disappointed. But I was also... I was pleasantly surprised that he actually wasn't a bad guy you know and you actually well but you know, I, I was a bad guy in the, in the original storyline was he well, well, I, the, the world serpent yeah i mean well the room the rumor is and i i like i don't i don't know if i actually believe it or whatnot but the rumor is is that the world serpent is actually kratos from the future no the world serpent is uh is actually uh loki's like son well, no, no, no. In in normal mythology, yes. What I'm saying is, as far as this game goes, the rumor is is that the World Serpent is actually Kratos from the future, okay, that's stupid and that's why head. he recognizes. I, I mean, you look at their faces; dumb. they kind of like, as far as the paint goes, they kind of <laughs> match kinda up. Do that, no, no, that's dumb as hell. What the heck, man? I, listen, I'm, I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying I believe it or I support it. I'm Johnny, just saying that's the that's the that's the rumor is why the world serpent recognized Loki. In this game, you got swallowed by a snake and you're on a rowboat swimming around in his stomach. <laughs> There's a lot of dumb as heck to be had. Know, and I, you know what? If he's just a if if you're swimming inside yourself from the future doesn't really <laughs> I, it doesn't really change that much I, i'm saying though i'm just saying let let that is be true um you have to do a heck of a job of telling us how the heck kratos is kratos now because again well, again even if you want to do go off uh, norse mythology and kratos is the world serpent from the future what the heck then zeus didn't give birth well zeus didn't give birth but zeus can't be his dad then, even though Zeus is his dad. Well, see, mm -hmm. he, 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 here's my thing. 
I don't think that Kratos is the father of Atreus. Oh, snap. That's somebody else's baby. Uh, and that very may be so true. Call Maury. Well, well, think about it, and, and Daryl already said it, that Atreus is actually Loki. Who is Loki's father in mythology? Odin. No, Lofi. Well, I'm about to say it's not Odin either. <laughs> oh, it's, dang. You're right, because he's adopted technically. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. So, I forgot. That's, by the, that's 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 Marvel mythology, though. I thought that was there's no, a that's, there's a that's, different... that's the that's the actual mythology is that Loki is actually the son of Lofi. Okay, I was thinking for a minute there because I know that that Marvel's version of Thor and Loki are way different than actual North versions of Lo- Thor and Loki, and so for a minute there, I was thinking, wait a second. Well, hey, hey Tricky, we know that uh, we know that Freya is not um, Baldur's real mom. It's Frigg in North mytho- North mythology. Well, see Look how that turned out. Well, see that Frickin see Freya. that that's also true too. And you know, as I said on Trophy Wars with you, you know, there has to be some kind of creative freedom to no, make no, this, there's, no, there doesn't to make the story work. No, they're hey. not going to make Ares the god of pinwheels and pixie sticks. Okay, okay. Look, let's, we can all agree <laughs> though, that Freya is actually Freya and Frigg. Neither one of them are exactly top ten Google searches when you t- when you Google Norse <laughs> mythology. So at that point, I think but, that if you take some creative my, liberties on which f word you want to use to describe some chick in Norse mythology, I think you're cool. <laughs> hey. No, but the, see, I see, I don't think, see, I don't think that uh, Loki is Kratos' son. I think Kratos just took the role of the father. And that we're going to find out in either the second or third game that they're not actually related. Yeah, dude, because if it was his kid, he'd have killed him. No, I, you know what? Kratos isn't a hamster. No, that, you know, and that, well, that's a pretty at, at the end of, that's a, Well, at the end of the, at the, end of the game, uh, you know, Loki, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call him Atreus from now on. Uh, Atreus sees, I don't remember if it's a painting or, uh, you know, something on the wall. Or him killing Kratos. Of him killing Kratos. Well, so, Loki is a character that would do that anyway. But what if in this universe, Loki's actually the good guy and Thor's actually the bad guy? His well, beef with the world well, that, serpent is because Thor's a douche, not because Thor is the god of thunder, the good guy. Well, we already got a brief uh, idea of what the kid's going to grow up to be when he went bratty. Well, that's any. He's gonna be one of those people going to McDonald's and screaming at the person at the window because they ain't got chicken McNuggets. Hey, well, that's just like the kids right now who fuss at their parents because they can't play their tablets at the pool. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it like (laughs) I'm not saying it on on that level. I'm saying it off. We know who Loki is. I know this is a. I know this is a a reimagined version of Norse mythology by this being this God of War game. But at the same time, we can still pull from that. And yeah, that is the character of Loki. He, he will kill Loki, Kratos. I mean, I mean, the God of War series has always portrayed gods in a negative light. Well, oh, mean, no, 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 no. The Greek gods so, are freaking evil as heck. Well, they are. They're terrible. If you read the stories about Zeus and everyone, well, they're awful. they're also portraying Odin to be evil, too. Odin is a freaking... Odin is just as bad. All gods in mythology, in the real versions of mythology, are freaking... Not all gods. The main gods that everybody knows and talk about the most, they're all 
evil as heck, including Norse. Well, I mean, like, you think about, like, we tend to romanticize these gods, and we have, like, it's like, oh, Greek gods are so cool, God of War, yes, Poseidon, oh, amazing, but when you actually learn about the shit they did in mythology, yeah, they're awful people. Yeah. I mean, like, they you know, all the right. awful things that <laughs> Zeus did in, like, you know, Hades, pulling Persephone down to uh, he- uh, the underworld against her will, like, yeah, they're not good people, and they're well, actually portraying them. The only good guy Hades was Aphrodite. Hades is misunderstood. Is misunder- Hades is not technically... Well, that motherfucker is the reason we have winter because <laughs> half the year yeah, Persephone's true. down in the underworld with true, him. But, because true, but low, uh, God, Hades is more of a a guy that, that just got placed in a bad situation. He's like, I no, hey, a short straw. Hey, <laughs> no, Hades got put there by Zeus. No, they, if you want to put it in lamest terms, they pretty much drew straws. Yep. <laughs> you wanna... he got the short straw. Exactly. Zeus, Zeus banished Hades down exactly. there. Exactly. He didn't get banished. Zeus was a... He did Ze... not get banished. No, no Zeus banished Hades down to the underworld because Zeus was afraid Hades would be a more powerful leader, and no, Zeus felt threatened. Not. They they all pit. Zeus happened to be the most powerful of them all, so that's why he's the king. But they pretty much pit. Or, he was also or, paranoid, or, which is why he kept his br- his brothers like Hades and Poseidon at arm's length. Exactly. So Hades is just a one of those misunderstood characters. Not saying he doesn't do just as bad evil things, but compared to Poseidon and and Zeus, Hades is the is the friend to have. Oh, Zeus is the worst. He's Man, the absolute Zeus worst. is a freaking like, like the, you can completely imagine Zeus being a. Ultra villain in a video game or whatever because oh he's awful. goodness. Zeus is freaking awful as hey. And do you know, you know what else? Zeus blamed everything that he did on what's the love goddess? Aphrodite. Eros? No, 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 no. Aphrodite. Aphrodite. He blamed everything yeah. on her. He blamed everything on her. All his raping. All his. Free. Sure, Greek mythology ain't nothing but if if you have a hole, you're getting raped. That's no, that's all. Zeus, well, that's all Greek well, mythology is. You guys still there? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Aphrodite. She's actually one of the few gods who survived Kratos's rage. Exactly. Her Athena is a freaking what the heck? She's a freaking alcoholic, unstable creature. Uh, I just threw alcoholic in there, but she's freaking stable. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's unstable as heck. But I got a question about going back to this whole whole sporter thing, um, pertaining to God of War three. When Kratos, well, to us, killed himself, where, what do you think happened right there? Because when he stabbed himself with the uh, blade of Olympus, all his power, so to say, so to speak, shot to the skies. And Athena. Well, didn't 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 the blade of Olympus in the in the start of the game sap all his powers away? That was in number did, two, because after you fight the Colossus of Rhodes, Zeus comes and steals all your, uh... Okay. Yeah, I, it I, didn't I, zap it. I got confused. It didn't zap it. He put it all in there because cause, uh, so Zeus told him... the Blade of Olympus giveth, and the Blade of Olympus taketh away. No, but look, check this out. At the end of three, when he stabbed himself and all the power or whatever that light beam was shot to the skies, and Athena has said the words, they would not know what to do with this power. Now, that could mean two things. 
I'm want to lean lean more towards Kratos have pretty much saved what's left of humanity because when he killed all the gods on Olympus, pretty much all the destruction happened to the earth. When you killed the god of water or or the ocean or the seas, whatever, you know, the freaking waters went rampant. When you killed the underworld, Hades, God, the freaking dead ran, the dead, yeah, the dead the realm of earth. earth. Um, the messenger God, what's his name? Hermes. Hermes. The freaking <laughs> you kill Hermes, you, nobody gets their mail as, anymore. You no. Know, <laughs> when you chop off his his legs and leave him, bleeding you don't in get the, the mail no more, nor do you get sunlight anymore. Complete darkness. And what happened was when she said, "Wait, whoa, whoa, you're thinking of the wrong God." No, there. that's Hermes as well. He's the messenger guy. No, you're thinking of like Apollo or Helios. Helios. My bad. That's what it was. It's Helios. My bad. I, I got the messenger guy. Because Helios, what? Which game was? Was he in two? He was in two. Shoot his chariot out of the sky. Three. And then you... Three. He's in three. So, uh, are you sure it's three? And yes, because three is when you rip off Helios' head and use it as the light light source. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right because you beat his yeah. head in. But uh, at when you when she when he, when you shot the light up there. All the sprinkles of magic dust start going all over the planet, and that's when she said they would not know what to do. Now you you could check it up as my theory is that Kratos ultimately gave back what he could to what's left of humanity, or he's she's talking about either North mythology where he's at now or some other higher plane because in God of War 4 or 2018 God of War all the worlds are intertwined with one another they all exist in the same universe at the same time because if you go to that in that uh what's that room where you can travel to the, um hell and the heavens and all the other places the, the tree the, the tree of life or whatever it is when you go to that room yeah, yeah. you go to that room it's connected to all the other mythologies in there as well so this god of war is con- all the mythologies exist at the same time in this version of god of war so that's why i i say it's one of those two things either he gave back to what what's left of humanity in this particular world or mythology or in the Greeks part or that power went to either uh, what's, what's, what is this? Edania? I know it's not Edania but uh, <laughs> where is that now? In God uh, Midgar. Midgar yeah either uh, it went to Midgar or it went straight to um, it went straight to uh, what's the, I can't believe I'm getting Thor's daddy's name Odin um, it went straight to Odin because Odin is, again, I'm assuming this this game is making Odin out to be more powerful than Zeus. It definitely kind of feels that way. So that's what I'm saying. I, I I think I think he gave that to what's left of humanity. Well, they certainly got the paranoia aspect of it, and the, the thirst for power and knowledge with all the ravens they have. Because yeah. even though Odin's not in the game, the ravens are present, so you feel his presence. I also want to say. In the middle of the Lake of Nine, the tier, the uh, Tears Temple, like the the transport room you have with the big tree in the middle, and how you get to all the other realms, yeah. that was cool as fuck. 
Like, that yeah. was a high point for me. Like, I think that was a great way to present it. And if you like photo mode, you could get a lot of pretty pictures in there. Dude, let, yes. let me ask you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go I was going to say, because uh, I was just talking about how we get to all the different realms. I just wanted to ask you guys, how did you guys feel about not being able to go to all the realms? I was just about totally to say that. Total BS, yeah. total BS, yeah, and they missing out on a well, lot of DLC and money they can make off that DLC. Well, okay, because oh, yeah. that, that, so, I mean, that was... I'm sorry, Alex. That was... I mean, this... Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I thought at first I didn't like it. I was I felt cheated, but the game is long enough where you didn't need to go there. And let's be honest, you're probably not going to go to one of those realms until you fight Odin in the end. I well, agree. Well, see, 100%. see, and and one of the things I was thinking because the, when you couldn't go to all the realms, I thought DLC was going to be access to this realm. And they were going to yeah, sell DLC here. to go into each of the realms. I'm actually surprised there was never any DLC for this game. Well, he's um, he said he wanted to do DLC, but it would have been too big. And uh, the the team now this this is what I say is BS. The team says that would take away from the game because your DLC would have to be a standalone game. I'm like, what the heck? That makes no sense. Just say you don't want to do the job because it's been plenty of DLC when it's a standalone game. Well, we're also assuming that they're building a narrative arc around a trilogy of three games, so you got to save something to, for the other well, games. But, but, he but did you say but you he's got enough for three to five games. Yeah, it was like three to five games, but at the same time, you don't have to put any of that stuff. You can still put many stuff like this. Matter of fact, shoot. Well, I say that'd be a big portion of the well, game. So, well, some of the some of the realms were, for lack of a better terms, small. Like they, you didn't really explore a lot of. The, like I, I don't remember which realm it was, but the one where you go fight the the giant at the end at the, at the uh, at the back, that wasn't really that big of a that realm. Was, that was the underworld. Okay, yeah, that wasn't a big realm, so to speak. Well, I mean, like, Alfheim, like, I said this on Trophy Wars, Alfheim is gorgeous, I love that. I think it's, a, like, a great counterpart to Midgard. All the other ones felt kind of phoned in. Like, I love Nilfheim, like, the idea behind Nilfheim and Evaldi's workshop, but I hated how you had to grind in there. And then Muspelheim and um, Helheim, those are the two. They all they just felt, like, compared to Midgard and Alfheim, like, they all felt really uninspired and just kind of, like... Hel- Helheim was in. where the, all the challenges were, right? That's where you fought the troll with the uh, the Cateleport. Where, where was all the all the challenges? The challenges were in Muspelheim. That was the Fire Realm. You had okay. to climb up to the top of the mountain where you fought the Valkyrie. Right, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. That, that was my question. I just wanted to know how you guys felt about not being able to go all the realms. Yeah. Like, I, I thought they did a great job with some of them and others. They just, like, they felt, like, just kind of really boring. They can do DLC about that freaking bird that's way in the background. They could do DLC. I mean, yeah, I was, that's another one. I couldn't believe we didn't find that yeah, bird. Yeah, it's, it's bird so, in the. Whoa, 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 whoa. What in bird hell, in the background? In their what version it? of hell. In hell. Oh, yeah, that one. I thought, giant, I thought yeah. there was a bird in the background? Dude, yeah, after yes, you fight the sheep. troll, like there's a giant looming vulture, like not even like you see, you're clearly like hundreds of yards away from it, but you still see it like looming like a giant. It's yeah, it's, it's yeah, bigger than you that see it in the background. It's bigger than the Phoenix in Part Two that carry you over to yeah. the other island. Yeah, and you remember whenever um, Odin spoke to him there, and then he had the vision of him uh, killing, you know, killing his dad or whatever, or killing Zeus. Right. I'm looking up a video for this right now. Yeah, that that, re- that this is out to me. I forget what the name is and what importance that bird is. 
because uh, I did able to watch a video on it to uh, Norse mythology, but man, it, it's it's plenty of DLC that could be made with this. But uh, to me, I feel like they they miss it out on so on so much money. You talk about all these season passes and the developers trying to come up with their own what you thing to make money. What's funny like, is everybody complains about DLC and season passes, and then the one game comes out that doesn't do it. We're like, oh, God, they could have done DLC. Wait, no, wait, is, this, we, is this the bird you guys are talking about? We complain. Yeah. We complain about, yeah. we complain I, I about never noticed non-story that DLC because it's plenty story that can be still told in between the sequel that you know you're not going to sell talk about or make any story around in the sequels to come so that's that's why you got dlc well uh, all dlc and stuff aside you know like the game was pretty lengthy it was i thought it was you know story we've covered story was good you know what i'm saying there's a lot of stuff we like about it um what did you guys think about the other boss fights we had so we had the the two brothers that you fought Cut out again you talking too fast you had the dark elf <laughs> I'm looking um, this up right now. One for big troll in the beginning, uh, and then you have the Valkyrie. They're saying that the bird is actually Zeus. Oh my god, man! It's tricky. Stop. Get off that fake news stuff, man. You be looking at stuff. Do, you look. I'm just. I just googled the a picture, and this nothing to do uh, with Zeus. <laughs> to be fair, you see Zeus's face in Helheim. Yeah, right. He, they're yeah. saying comes to the, you the headline. The headline right here is God of War Four. Kratos meets oh Zeus my in god. Hell. Yes, that's because in their version of Hell. You get played your most devastating memory or something like that. It it haunts you in that in their version of hell. That bird has jack to do with freaking Zeus. I, but who says? But who says that's not tied to Odin? Because obviously the ravens were tied to Odin. But like that's, who says that's not like? But that's uh, not a raven. Zeus that's more not, like a falcon. Zeus is not. Yeah, but, Odin. but who says that that like bird isn't like there representing Odin? Because Odin's the most powerful being in the war in this world in this mythology. Who says that's not a representation? Okay, of it could be Odin, but it's nothing to do with Zeus. I I, I just saw the headline. <laughs> Daryl, are you back? Yeah, I, I was. I was actually talking until I. I don't know what happened. Skype hates my guts. All right, you you say what do we think about? I was like, what do you guys think about the other bosses in the game or lack thereof? <laughs> they're I, you they're know, lackluster. Go, my bad. Go ahead, Tricky. I. <laughs> I just think, um, I think they should, like you kind of pointed out earlier in the spoilers, I think they kind of set the bar way too high with the Boulder fight, and then you really didn't get that again. So, to me, I understand this is a reboot of sorts, but I I think there should have been more boss battles. I know Corey Barlog has said that he was, he wanted to do more boss battles and the team wanted to do more boss battles. They just uh, they had more. They just decided not to put them in the game, um, and that was kind of one of his regrets. I, you know, I liked the dragon fight. I liked the fight against Magni and Modi. I thought they were both fun. I think they were nice changes of pace and variety compared to what you got with Balder. Uh, and I, I enjoyed them more than the fights with Balder, but, I mean, you guys probably know that already because I was just kind of disappointed with Balder in general. But I was kind of disappointed with that they added so many, like, the ogres. Like, at first they felt like boss fights, and then they just became, like, uncommon but too common enemies. Same with the trolls, and same with, like, the uh, the ancients. Like, I felt like they threw a lot of those in there as kind of like a, oh, hey, we don't have as many big boss fights, but here you go. Here are these larger enemies. 
But, I mean, at the same time, you got to remember the first God of War only had three boss fights in it. So it's not like this game was out of um, out of pace or out of place with yeah. how many boss fights it had. It was kind of like two and three stepped it up because there were so many gods introduced. But, you know, this game is kind of in line with the first game. I feel and, like uh, I agree with you 100%. I feel like uh, the variety was cool, uh, being that there wasn't a ton of, like, spectacle. But I just feel like God of War 3 spoiled us so hard because it seemed like, man, every like 30 minutes it was some giant thing you had to kill. And you had to freaking kill Hercules in that one. It was just, ugh. Yeah, that, that was some good yeah, stuff that's, in there. That's why, I, that's why me personally, I say God of War, I, I always say God of War 3 was the better game to me. This is better visuals. And to me, to me, this is basically the same thing or what I say about the I, I, I know uh, what's this, what's the game Grand Theft Five to me San Andreas is the best one they came out with but Vice City Vice City uh, well, to me that's why I said to me first but Five came out and I only reason I say Five is better than San Andreas is because the graphics that's it and that's what I'm saying about the God of War Three to me was better and more entertaining but the graphics and the story of four or 2018 version is that's to me that's what takes the cake and hey hey donnie all you gotta do is wait for god of war 3 remastered remastered (laughs) remastered remastered coming out on playstation 5 now do you do you guys know who did the voices for magni emoji right did the voices for who Magni and Modi. Magni and Modi. Who's those Logan Thor sons? Yeah. No. Daryl, stop watching my screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nolan North and Troy Baker. Oh yeah, I did know that. I did, I forgot. Yeah, because um, yeah, I watched some behind the scenes stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the whole tag team aspect of that fight because you know. Usually, it's just you and, and, like, in a boss fight, it's like you have to focus on one single enemy. And, yeah, Atreus kind of takes some of the heat off of you. But that was really cool how you kind of fought them as a tag team. Yeah. I, I do want to say, to Atreus's credit and the design of him, he never, it was never a chore to have him, you know? Like, like in some games, I'll, I'll think back you, to Res, Resident Evil uh, 4 is one of the worst defenders of just, like, anytime you have, like, a, a person you have to chaperone, like an escort mission style thing, man. And just like they are just such pain in the balls. And and at least with Atreus, if you never used him in combat, which I did constantly because it was actually fun and engaging in my opinion. But like if you didn't use him, he at least wasn't useless. He would actually handle himself. Yeah, yeah. That is so. a prime example. Resident Evil Four. <laughs> Ashley and Resident oh Evil Four goodness. is on on professional. Uh, uh, it's just not even worth playing on that hard of a difficulty with that character because she just constantly dies. Uh, I got a question because uh, I'm just now going on. I actually, this is actually my first, my second time playing th- this game, God of War. I'm playing it now, and um, it had to grow on me, and I'm just now starting to like it. His voice, because I'm all about having a. Uh, my man from Living Singles do his voice all the time. Kratos' voice. 
Donnie, I can't help you there, dude. I, I yeah. So you, uh, you, what, what about it? What, y'all, do y'all like it or do you not like it? Get everyone together. I want y'all stuff. I mean, down. it's fine with me. I, I don't have, like, to be honest, when I was playing the game, I wasn't really thinking of Chris's voice and how much I liked it or not. I was just like, all right, well, that's the voice. Yeah, I'm upset they changed. Overall, I, don't we? I, I am upset they changed the voice actor, though. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they changed it. His name, but but I think that he was. His voice is awesome. I I think the guy doing the voice now is better. Oh but. no! <laughs> no! I, I think the guy doing it now is better. No. But if they never, but if you. they, but if they never changed it, I would not be upset. Oh man! No. Okay. Again. I like the original voice actor much better, but this voice is starting to grow on me now, and I do, I understand it. It's totally, it's, boy, it's, it, it's totally better than what they did with the uh, uh, snake, naked bit boss, ch changing them just for that. Well, we're we're not yeah. going no, I'm down just that saying, path. It's totally there a, better than what. There was a reason why they changed the voice actor. No, there. Yeah, some BS reason. That's why I'm saying this reason. Of why they changed Kratos' voice was for the fact of that he was war torn. You know, you know he's he's more he's older for one, and he's been through so much. So yeah, his voice is getting more raspier because you know all, the, all everything he's been through. Well, no, the reason they. The reason they changed the voice actor is solely because this guy could do the motion capture where TC Carlson was not able to do it. TC, that's his name. Thank you for that. And you, um, <laughs> and yeah, but he also put a you know a sub, you know, subtitle up on it there saying like it's also because he's he's war torn as well, and he felt yeah, he, I he felt that TC wouldn't be able to get the. The the war torn voice. TC is more. I guess you could look at him as the younger Kratos, and now Kratos is older. He has you know the more so of the old man voice, so to speak. All right, we got we got to get our beds made. Let's uh, lay this plane there. Go sh go shut it all down. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I want to say I just kind of give everybody just any closing thoughts. You know, let's kind of go around the table and you know. Uh, starting with Alex, you just kind of like, what are your final thoughts? Where do you land? And, you know, what do you want to see out of the next game? Well, I, I can I can I just uh, make a little variation to what you just asked? Instead of saying, what do you expect out of the next game? Are you looking forward to the next game? Oh, no, that's automatic. Yeah. So I like the other one better. Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean... I mean, you know, when you're the host, you answer. can say what you want. But when you're not the host, you're going to have to go with the host rules. I, you know what? So, Touché. Alex, I will just do, sit back in my corner. you want to take the floor and let us know your closing thoughts and what you expect or what you're looking forward to the next game, be my guest. Yeah, I mean, I liked, you know, coming on here and talking with you all because even if there were certain aspects of the game that disappointed me, I liked hearing no. what you all liked about uh, uh, the game and how it yeah, kind of, it clashed with what I thought, but at the same time was still you know just as valid as my opinion. So I liked hearing you all again and talking with you all and explain like what we liked, what we didn't like, even if we didn't necessarily agree on it. Uh, I want to see them. Even I was disappointed with uh, you know the relationship with Kratos 
and Atreus, and I felt like it could have explored better. And, you know, if they're going to make more games, they definitely have that opportunity. So I think that's one of them, then, like, I want to see them, you know, do, the, like, hit that at home even harder. You know, it's the same thing I would expect from the next Last of Us. I want to see that relationship develop even further because they've still got more room to do that. Um, and, you know, just develop Atreus. Like, he's getting into these important years where he's becoming, like, his own person. And I want to see them develop that character fully. And like Daryl said, there was a big issue with like him going from like I just want to please you to that whole bratty stage that he had that seemed to last for like maybe twenty minutes. That was it was really off putting. So like just a better development of that character. And like I want to see a story arc where Thor is the next boss, and then after that Odin's the big baddie in number three. And yeah, I mean really, I just want to see them go deeper into Norse mythology because I thought they did a tremendous job of implementing that into, and and marrying that with Kratos' own mythology. And I just kind of want to see more of that and learn. And I mean, I don't read too much in Norse mythology, to be honest, but being able to read it through these games and learn it through these games, even if it's not like pitch perfect, like on par with what the actual mythology is, it's uh, it's a great learning experience and something I really enjoy. So, All right, Triggy? Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing... Uh... Because the audio is sick of hearing your voice just like the rest of us. <laughs> Alex just dialed into your computer and he said, Test, it, test, test. 10 out of all 10. Right, He's out of here. All right, all right, I'm back. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the same. Uh, I think, I, I did say this was a 10 out of 10, but yeah, I mean, obviously it has some flaws. And, you know, a lot of people hear 10 out of 10 and they hear like flawless game. And it, it, that's not true. It just means it's a masterpiece. Uh, so. To me, no, that's this not game what a ten out of ten. A ten out of ten means it's an overall. It's no flaws in it. No. <laughs> uh, I could have shown us what a ten out of about, ten meant. <laughs> well, I mean, there's different definitions. I don't. I don't, I don't want to sit here and uh, you know debate yeah. that. Uh, but the point is, is that I think this game definitely deserved Game of the Year honors. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's. I, I'm very, very looking forward to seeing what they do with Thor in the next game. Uh, I hey. think Thor could be yeah. I'll go ahead and get uh, Noah's room. It's already know, a superior character, and a, you know, I, I, I really it's hope we late. get a boulder stite battle with Thor. No, no, you no, know, quick no, time events. Let us actually duke right. it out. No, I'll be there and I, I know Alice is against the length of the boulder fight, but I'd actually like to see the fight with Thor a little longer than that. They're gone. Okay. All right, Donnie. Uh, I hate Alice for not liking it. Pray no. up, fruit. Pray up. But uh, Run. I didn't say I didn't <laughs> no, like it. No, but um, I ain't you. <laughs> Over here, I hate Cheerios. I hate milk. I hate sun. I hate Saturday mail. Cry baby gamer. I hate. Honey Nut Cheerios, not regular Cheerios. Stupid gamers not liking Honey Nut Cheerios. You crybaby gamers. But, I bet you don't like Fruity Pebbles, do you, I Don? I do Fruity Pebbles. Holy mm-hmm. shit. You like some. I, I, I thought you were more like a Cocoa Pebbles type of guy. Keep the mar- why, he gotta, why does he have keep to like Cocoa Pebbles? Keep the marshmallows out of it. But, uh, uh, There's no marshmallows in no, Cocoa Pebbles? No, Fruity Pebbles. There's, There's no, no marshmallows, marshmallows and fruity pebbles. pebbles. A version of that. 
That's why I said. Break out of war. Sit back in my chair. Yeah, but going back to the closing of it, of, of this uh, podcast, uh, what the overall experience, I give it a a nine. I give it a nine. Uh, I, I don't want to go any higher than that. But Hey, spread the blanket. And that's out. only due to Y'all the fact of. Make sure everybody's got a pillow. Man, that's actually pretty big in my opinion. In my opinion, but they they did not say how how he became into this new land. They could have easily no. Did you let the dogs back in? Some type of prelude. Hurry up, run! The end of the perfect. That, that's perfect DLC right exactly, there. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. He took a bus, Donnie. <laughs> he took a bus over to yeah. Norse mythology. He took a bus he to take. A- I think they take Ubers. Uh, actually, he took a. He jumped on the Greyhound. I thought it was. I thought it was the Rainbow Bridge. Took the Uber Phoenix directly to a whole entire mythology, <laughs> different mythology. But anywho, yeah, they could have easily gave some type of prelude, uh, something similar to God of War One when you start off with him committing suicide, but got saved, and then they rewound what led up to that. Something that could have just easily did that. Um, as far and then another thing that I didn't um uh, that was that was pretty nice. I do like the new aspect of the combat yeah, of where the game is going now as far as con- combat system because one, two, and three, and the uh, two spinoffs. What was it three spin? I think it was two spinoffs on the PSP. They you pretty right. much it was three. Yeah. What's the other one? Well, well no, Ascension you, wasn't you, a spinoff; on, it was a prequel. But, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there was two on the Vita and Ascension. Yeah, so Ascension. Technically yeah, great. technically three spinoffs or whatever you want to call them. But uh, those are essentially the exact same game, but with a deeper storyline. Uh, so, as far as combat, they did an awesome job with taking that. I love games or movies or anything that I'm, that's entertaining me to go the gutsy route and change up something of that nature like the combat system so that was dope am I looking forward to what? the next one next installment heck yeah I'm looking forward to the, to the next installment I would I don't well, you can go sleep in my room just go lay down we'll do prayers but you know but what I do fear about <laughs> yes, I am looking forward to the next installment. You can't give Donnie an open mic because he will you not can't, stop. You can't, but uh, what hey, I do fear about the next installment of the next three to five next ones is that I just hope it's not a repeat of him doing the same thing. It's it now I'm out to take out all Olympus, and if Olympus is going to stop me, anybody who stands foot on Olympus can get dealt with too. I don't want to see that. Well, I don't want to see that. See this? Okay, I I know I I know we're trying to end this, but I see I didn't see Kratos trying to take out everybody. I looked at this game as tra- Kratos is trying to just get the ashes to the mountain, and everybody keeps fucking with him. See, but but but, but at the end, going off that aspect of what you just said, yes, true, but Kratos and Atreus is not the only ones that knows their own mythology or their own story or prophecies in this case. They're not the only ones that know these prophecies. They know that Kratos is the cause of what's happening right now. They know they know Kratos is those is that person that's on them urns and vases and that's in that tomb. 
they know that, and that's why they coming after him because it's in the beginning of the game when you first meet um Boulder's mom. Go lay down in those bed now. They not going. They don't like newbies. Okay, that's fine. But for right now, you're an outsider. They're going to come for you, whether you want to fight or not. They're coming for you. Sorry, right, I'm taking the open mic away but, from but, you, but, but, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much all. Yeah, that's pretty much all. Like, I I just, I just hope it's not a repeat of that again. But I am looking forward to the next installments. All right, land the plane, Daryl. All right, I'm gonna say overall, I thought it was a fantastic game. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Alex. I enjoy talking with you guys and getting your opinions about things, even if they do. Uh, differ from mine um i do firmly believe that not everything in this world is for everybody and not everyone should enjoy things the same way so when we were you know when you guys pitched the opportunity for us to get together and talk about this you know i like the idea that somebody didn't fall head over heels with it um and i do feel like we found some common ground on some things because i think overall we all wanted more boss fights um but I like I liken it to this. The game is great. It's one of the upper echelon, one of the better games that are out on current systems. It's one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. Um, you know, I don't know how far up that list it is, but it's just it's up there. And uh, I think that you know, moving forward, I like the I like the pace we're at. You know, I thought that Balder being the the beginning and the end caps of the first game uh, was pretty bold. You know, and I thought that dialing it back and not destroying every single, you know, what I'm saying prominent figure in the mythology in the first game was a good idea. So what I'd like to see in the second game is I'd like to see uh, Thor be the big, be the big bad. You know, and you let me fight a handful of increasingly, you know, what I'm saying more menacing figures up to the point where I go hit toe to toe with Thor and let me fight him two, three times throughout the game. Um, but then save Odin for the third game. Or, you know what I'm saying, save Odin for the third game, and then at the end, it comes to a point where me and, uh, and Atreus has to put me down so, as Kratos. So. Nope, I don't I'm going to go after I, Odin, I, and then Christianity, Jesus is next. See, now, <laughs> that would be... That would be insane. <laughs> the, that that's the game Daryl's not playing. That's the one I, I was that hoping would, that, for. <laughs> that's gonna be the one where it's like, okay, I, I you know what? That you know, because like my thoughts are, if they don't, if they don't off Kratos in this, in this uh, mythology, because they've talked about him going to Scandinavian mythology and things like that. You know, Egyptian mythology was another one, like. Man, there's there's potential there. He could be a old mythos uh, hopper. See, the guy right, got to so, die so at one, some point. Even guys, all right, so one, guys get old. <laughs> all right, so one final question, and we can close this out. We we saw the preview of Atreus killing Kratos. Yes. So my question is, do you think in the third game we play as Atreus and not Kratos? That would be as. I mean, that'd be, I, I don't want to play with nobody. They They did the same thing. They did that um, route already with Metal Gear, and not saying it was not yeah. saying it was terrible, but even people didn't want that, and people still, I think people overall still didn't want, don't want that. Even even um, the biggest fans. So I say switching it up, and I don't even think Kratos is going to. Uh, I don't even think that prophecy is going to happen by the end. 
Kratos has not died. Yeah, I'm Kratos thinking it probably won't. I ahead. think it won't happen. They'll find a way to to best the prophecy. But it, you know, in my opinion, how good would it be if you spend three games building up the you know, Atreus and, and Kratos, Atreus eventually becoming a man, and at the end putting down Kratos and then there's your story you know what I'm saying there's your that, then you're done you know nah. alright Alex what do you what do you think about playing Atreus in the third game I, I think at some point it's going to tra- transition more to Atreus um, although if they want to keep God of War alive then they can't have Tratos, Kratos uh, killed by Atreus if they're going to go to Egypt like they said so I think that you're definitely going to play as Atreus but I don't think they're going to telegraph and spell out what's going to happen between the two on a, on a wall painting I think that um, I don't think that Atreus is going to kill Kratos. I think that he's going to make his own choice not to kill his dad. Man, I think you're right. I think they're going to throw, throw us a curveball. We're going to be expecting it, and they'll probably play on that, and they'll probably build on it. And at the very end, it's going to be like, nah, man, he's going back Kratos in time. Kratos kills Atreus. <laughs> he's going to get the Infinity Gauntlet. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Gosh. All right, this podcast is over. You just freaking took all the air out of my sails. <laughs> I knew where you were going with it. All right, guys. This has been PG Spoilers. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Tricky. And thank you, Donnie. Uh, I really appreciate you guys doing the show. This has been a blast. Um, we will be doing more of these in the future. Uh, if you have made it this far in the show, you made it through all shenanigans and all of our opinions, and tr- uh, Tricky's still in my... My my exclamation point in the show. Uh, this is a Proven Gamer podcast. Go to Proven Gamer. Check out the site. Check out the sponsor. Check out the affiliates. All the different things we have to offer. Uh, check out the other podcasts. Trophy Horrors, Nintendo Dual Screens, and Game Stuff, which is like butt stuff for games. We appreciate you guys, and we're out. Peace out. Later. Happy trophy hunting. <laughs> it doesn't apply here.